Hey guys, just before this episode with Joel starts, um, we just want to give a quick warning. <laughs> um, unfortunately, unfortunately, just because of the software that we were using at the time, um, our audio files got corrupted, so we weren't able to get the crisp, clear sound of the mics that we normally have. Mm-hmm. But we thought that because what Joel had to say was really good and like, gave a lot of insight... We thought we would still go ahead with it because I think a lot of people can get something out of what he had to say. Yeah, yeah. So we hope that you don't hate us too much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the next episode will be back to the somewhat crisp and clear audio that we have at the moment. You know, I think we think I think it's pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's better than what this one is about to be, at least. <laughs> yeah. So we hope you still enjoy it, and we'll be back to our regular programming <laughs> next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Hello everyone, welcome to the MBC Youth Podcast again, and we have another guest, Joel Slade. How's it going, man? Yeah, good, bro. How's it? <laughs> awesome. Thanks to be on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Uh, I guess I want to get to know a bit, uh, get to know you a bit more, uh, since a lot of people might not know who you are if they're watching. Um, well, that's probably not the case, but anyway. Oh, yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay. We're gonna ask anyway. Mum will be watching, is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) She already knows who I am, but that's cool. (laughs) Well, except except for your mum. Who is who is Joel Slate for those who don't know? Um. So yeah, grew up on kind of North New South Wales ish. Um. Got a brother, two sisters. I don't know what you guys want to know. Got parents. Um. Yeah. (laughs) Got them. Um, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a pastor, so I studied at um, Avondale, doing Bachelor of Ministry Theology, it took me like seven years to get through, but yeah, made it, never failed a subject, but it took me, it took me a while to grind it out, and um, yeah, so I've been in ministry for six years now. Awesome, awesome. What did you do before ministry, if anything? Um, so I was just traveling and serving, oh, yeah, awesome. so, so that's why Avondale took so long, I was just taking opportunities, so... Yeah, volunteered over in Fiji for a while. Volunteered through Adventist Volunteer Services. Yes. Over in Micronesia, which is sick. And then, um, yeah, took some opportunities at my local church as well to serve. So, yeah. Great. Awesome. So you're the youth director of SA now. Correct. What was your role just before you came here? Um, so I've just been pastoring at Kingscliff Church. Um, so I was there for two years, and then that was the church that I served at ten years ago as well. So it was really cool to see those relationships that I've been able to build like 10 years ago doing Bible studies with like 12 year old, 10 year old kids. And then like coming back and seeing those guys at like 20 years of age, making crucial decisions, pivotal decisions in their life. Last year I was able to see um, one of the young girls that I was doing Bible studies with. She was like eight at the time and she, she baptized someone last year, which was just huge. Mm, so like cool. seeing that impact. And so yeah, it was, it was a really good season in my ministry. Just seeing the fruition from uh, a time when I was like 19, investing in these young guys and you're just kind of like wigging out, wondering if they're even listening because they're all like crazy. <laughs> Half of them have red hair, so they're just like, oh, crazy. <laughs> 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 My brother married one of them as well, which is 
<laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, so yeah, just seeing seeing them mature and grow, and then the impact that they're having, and just seeing that yeah, yeah. kind of kingdom multiplication happening is awesome. So yeah, that's amazing. Mm. That's great. What's been your favorite thing about Adelaide so far? It doesn't have to be along the lines of your your role, but anything in general. What's been your favorite? Adelaide. Thing? Yeah. Oh, I was up in Handorf today. Oh, so yeah, frothing on just the culture, and it's so different. Um, it's kind of dead, but it's in like the grass. <laughs> so, everything's yellow, but it's really beautiful. So I went down Australia weekend, went down south, and was just looking at that kind of yellow hills into the ocean. So yeah. up on the east coast, obviously a lot of green, green hills into the ocean, but that yellow is so beautiful. Mm. The coastline here, I reckon, looks like Greece. So I'm frothing on it. Wow. Yeah, so nice. just get really ex- oh yeah, pretty exquisite. <laughs> <laughs> well, I take that as a compliment. Yeah, well, you should, Paul. Should. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> so now that you know you've kind of settled in here now, and you know you've run your first youth rally, which mm-hmm. happens every quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of, it's kind of a just a weekend where yep. you know the youth of South Australia, I guess you could say, because there's not much outside of. Adelaide, yeah. but um, I guess the youth of South Australia come together and you know worship as a unit, which is really awesome. Mm. So what what were your what are your first impressions of you know I guess South Australia youth? Yeah, so I think church in general in South Australia there's um, there's been some fragmentation. Like you guys have heard me talk about the whole North South divide. Like everyone everyone talks about it. I'm even starting to feel it. I didn't want to drive like the 45 minutes up north yesterday for an event. So I was like already, already feeling it. But uh, so I'm starting to understand. But um, but yeah, I, I think um, my first impressions of Adelaide, the church scene, have been like pretty disjointed, pretty fragmented. And so one of one of my big passions is just seeing people come together and just kind of overcome some of those cultural barriers or those historical uh, maybe wounds that have been inflicted and yeah 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 so um, following that have you noticed or do you notice any differences between I guess youth that are here compared to you know where you came where you've come from and stuff like that or is it pretty much the same everywhere's got its own challenges um yeah Adelaide's really multicultural, which I'm loving, and, and I think for that reason there's a lot of strengths here that aren't in other areas. Um, like who, who are the locals here, you know what I mean? Like it, it, everyone's got a part to play, every, yeah. everyone's got a piece of the pie, and so I, I, think, it's, I think it's exciting just to see that um, as we bring people together, as, as we say, hey, you, you've got a part to play in this as much as anyone else does, I think we'll really start to see that group flourish. And, and I'm hoping that that rolls back into the local church. I don't, I don't want to just run events, you know. Yeah. I'm not an events guy. Like I'd be happy if we didn't do any events. But I see events as opportunities to connect and to mentor, and um, definitely just to build relationships. And so you would have noticed, like at the at the youth rally, it was more about connection than it yeah. was about anything else. And so um, there was still that content. It was still content driven. Like there, there was still a message. There was still content that was shared. But, but we didn't, we didn't lose that contact, that ability to connect. Yeah, I mean, like in the closing Sabbath program, spent probably thirty minutes. Mm. I spent thirty minutes with, I think three people I knew, 
and then in a group of like 12 mm. or maybe a bit more than that yeah like just playing game like playing a game with yeah. them for like 30 yeah. minutes like so connection is definitely yeah, yeah for something sure. that i noticed which is awesome for sure yeah. um where do you think you know god is leading you in regards to your youth ministry hmm yeah, <laughs> this is something I've been reflecting on a little bit, and I, I think this goes back to your question as well as to okay, what it, are the struggles that we're going through here unique, or or is this general? Um, are we seeing this around the country or even around the globe? And what one of the things that I'm seeing is that within youth ministry, I think we've been shy probably a, a decade ago, I'd say, to to really call people to to a standard. And so what, what I'm excited to do is to say, hey guys, the, the gospel that Jesus calls us to live by is one that requires your entire life. Yeah. And, and so raising that bar and saying that, like, hey, if you're not willing to die, then this isn't for you. And, and I think that's where our parents went wrong. And, and like, especially, I'm, I'm a bit older than you guys, but like that, my kind of generation that came through the church, I think people were too... Um, worried about losing us and so so they didn't challenge us they wanted to make things comfortable for us make things easy and I think in doing that it made it easy for us to leave and, and so what I'm hoping to do what I'm, what I'm looking to do and what I believe the scripture is calling us to do and especially like the, the gospel that Jesus preaches is hey guys it's it's now or never it's do or die let's let's go for it yeah, <laughs> who's with me and it's like, all right, like I, I'm, I'm in, you know, and, and if I'm in, I'm giving everything. And if I'm not, then that's my choice. Mm. But none of this kind of like, well, I'm in, but I don't have to be all in because people just don't require that of me. But the gospel does require that. And so, yeah, if I was to kind of summarize where I see God taking us this year, it's, it's this kind of like, you got to live it. And if you're going to live it, like you got to be willing to die for it. And so yeah, that's that's the standard, and it's up here, and I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's yeah. so sick. It's interesting you say that because, like, the whole part about you know we make it, we well growing up, even I noticed that as well. Like mm. they try and make it as comfortable as possible for you, yeah, so you don't leave. When really the whole Christian lifestyle isn't about comfort, mm. for sure. And so yeah, no, yeah. I. I Wholeheartedly like, agree. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, you want to be comfortable. Maybe Christianity isn't for you. Maybe the Christianity of our parents is for you, but like not the Christianity, like real Christianity, mm -hmm. not what the gospel's calling us to. And so I really see, like, in terms of youth ministry here in SA, I I feel like we've got an opportunity to really model real Christianity for our churches. That's kind of where um, where I wanted to take things this last youth rally is it's like, okay, this is what we're dealing with. Cool. Let's start modeling something different. Let, let's be more for our parents. Let's be more for our churches. Let's expect more of ourselves and in turn allow others to see that, hey, the gospel actually requires everything. And so I think I think the, the youth within SA um, are ready for, for something like this. They're, they're ready for change and... So yeah, I, I think that God's gonna do big things here this year and I think that it's already begun. Yeah, so, that's so awesome. sick. So is that you calling us happening? Is SA not spiritual enough? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the truth is though, like I, I'm not spiritual enough. Like I, I'm not where I want to be, I'm not where I could be. Mm. And and so I'm more than happy to say, hey Paul, let's raise the standard because in my own life, in my own devotions, in my own prayer time, 
I'm saying, God, like I'm not where I could be. Give me more of you and less of me. Yeah, and, sure. and so yeah, I I'm more than happy to tell you, right? You can be more spiritual. <laughs> yeah. And I, to be honest, I'm happy to take that on. That's, yeah. that's the whole heart of truth. Um, so you touched on this a bit before, um, how you've noticed that we're very multicultural and things like that. Mm. What are the other strengths that you've noticed since you've been here with with us as a community? Yeah, um, definitely like musically gifted. I I reckon SA has some of the better musicians around the country uh, within Adventism anyway. Um, so that's definitely something I'd love to like celebrate a lot more and yeah something I'm kind of dreaming up and you boys the podcast might be the vehicle to kind of take this national um, I'd love to do something I was thinking like CSA and so we've got an epic coastline we've got an epic group of people here and there's people all around the country that are like man I'd love to come visit Adelaide I've never been but I've always been looking for an opportunity and so just hosting an event here um, yeah, and let this kind of local crew show off like SA and what it's all about. And in the meantime, have a, a national impact mm-hmm. uh, and show people what God's doing here. I reckon it'd be awesome. Yeah. I think you mentioned that at Conversion View. I think yeah, that's yeah, what was it? Yeah, yeah. on our minds. And that'd be awesome to do actually mm-hmm. on a national sure. level. Get people down here and see what, what it's all about. Because, yeah. yeah, no one actually, like, not, I wouldn't say no one, but a lot of people would just not come up with excuses, but like, yeah. well, why am I going down here? I feel like I feel like South Australia has, gets a bit of a bad rap sometimes. For sure. Like I mean, we're called the nanny state. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I guess I guess we're not as you know pumping as other states, but I think we have. I think we do have a lot to offer. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. The the funny thing is, like, it's so funny that you'd say that because ever since I got here, the person that picked me up from the airport the first time that I'd ever been to Adelaide to go and meet everyone at the conference was like, hey, sorry, like, sorry, everything's not like it is everywhere else in Australia. And I'm like, what are you apologizing? I'm like, I'm at an airport, like, I've got some water if I want it, I've got the bathroom, like, what more do I need at an airport? Like, and it's like apologizing. And I'm like, yeah, SA is sick. I don't know, like, what everyone's, like, standard is, but yeah, I feel like SA is punching for sure. So I don't, I don't know where that sentiment comes from. Well, I go to Brisbane and I hear on the radio, it's like they're making jokes about, like, um, trips you can win and like oh well, we don't put Alan on the list I'm like are you serious I'm like why you made it yeah why do you and I think I think even like people in South Australia they're just like oh kind of want to leave Adelaide mm. but then you have people coming in from like Avondale yeah. and then they're just like bro Adelaide is so sick man like it's so beautiful there's so much yeah. to do exactly yeah. and it's like yeah exactly so why does everyone hate it <laughs> this is a, a selling point um, as yeah. a tourism kid <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> a bitch. Yeah, that's it. Um, you mentioned, you know, quite a few of the strengths mm-hmm. that I guess youth ministry or I guess the youth young people have. Mm-hmm. Where do you reckon there are some things that could be improved? Mm-hmm. I guess I guess that's that's in Adelaide or maybe that's in Australia or mm-hmm. on a worldwide scale. Yeah. I think that it's really natural for us as Christians to see something good happening and there's one or two responses for, that we can we can have. Um, one is less mature than the other and, and that is like, oh, they're doing something. Let's do something and try and compete with that. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Or, or there's an, another thing where it's like, hey, they're doing something awesome. Let's go and see if we can help take that to another level. You know what I mean? Let, let's see if we can add value. 
And so one of the big things I see my role as is not doing a lot of things, but looking at opportunities where God is already working yep. and seeing how I can add value to that. And so, so looking at SA, looking at the youth down here, um, I, I just see opportunities for us to do things on a scale together that we couldn't do individually. And so why, why have, um, yeah, 15 people meeting over here. And, and meeting as a group, of, like a smaller group, is awesome. There's a connection that you can have in small groups that you can't have in bigger groups. But then there are things that we miss out on, um, the, the bigger picture stuff. And so, yeah, what are big ticket items? And, and so what I'm, what I'm hoping to see us move towards and hoping that the conference can really drive this is, hey, let's, let's do things on a scale we couldn't do individually. Let's not, and, and let's allow that to have a better impact on the things that we do do locally. And so that's what I said before, right? Like at Youth Rallies, we're pulling everyone together, but we're hoping that that actually builds momentum within the local church, mm -hmm. within local youth groups, so they feel a part of something bigger. And I think that that's something that Adventism has in spades, is that we, like, we've got a worldwide network of churches. You know what I mean? There's 20-something million of us. And so... If we're, it's when we really hone in and focus in um, that we lose sight of that big picture. And, and, and I think it's, it's awesome to know that, hey, God is moving in Zambia. God is moving in like India. God is moving in Europe. And he's moving in South Australia. Because it's not limited to one geographical yeah. location. And God is moving in Morphet Vale. He's also moving in the Grove. God is moving in, in Sinai Church. Like there, there's Elizabeth. Like there, there's different churches that have seen God at work and I think that it's cool to be able to come together and celebrate that and, and to support one another and see hey you guys are doing something awesome like we could implement that or we could actually just add value to what you're doing and do it better together so yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's quite interesting how you made the point about competing mm. um, that's something I've never really thought about before until you mentioned it and then like a light bulb went off in my head mm. and I was like yes um like, I I don't think I like I don't think I've ever done it because quite frankly, <laughs> I hate confrontation sure, and so I don't sure. I don't want to be one to try and outdo another person. Mm. But I think that's also kind of prevented me from trying to sure. do something as well. Sure. Um, like you know the 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 men's life group that's recently been started. Well, that's been going on for a short while now. Mm. Before when it was kind of in the talking works. I was talking to to um, Travis, who's also leading it out, and I was like, "Oh man, like I don't want to step on anyone's toes. Like I, I don't want to, mm. I don't want to, like um, stop people from going to other things." Yeah. And so I tried really hard to make sure it wasn't on a night that affected other things, and I didn't want people to think like other people that were doing Bible studies and whatnot. Mm. I didn't want them to think that I'm trying to steal That's it. Yeah. other people away from their yeah. thing. Because like what they've got going on is awesome and it works. Mm. Mm. And like they are growing relationships with God. And so I wanted to do another thing that kind of suited yeah. a different demographic. Yeah, just it. like, you know, that's men it. learning how to be men of God. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing I think we lose sight of as Christians is like the pastor's doing his thing. Like he, he's got the whole church thing down. Um, the worship leaders, critical, like worship coordinator. There's a few different roles, Sabbath school teachers, whatever else. So what are the rest of us meant to do? Like the gospel work is so big that there's a part for each of us yep. to play. You know what I mean? And, and we're so focused on that Sabbath morning service. We put so much energy into, into doing church each week. 
but but there is so much that we can do and I love that that you've seen a need you, you've seen a niche um, that's not being met at a target audience that isn't being met and you've said hey we can do this we have to be mindful of everything else we don't want to pull our resources from wherever else but there's still opportunity mm. for me to have a part in spreading the gospel and growing the kingdom and even just taking the next step in my own spirituality and so yeah that's something that like I love is just each one of us finding our own giftings and our own areas where we can contribute. And I believe that when the spirit is behind that, that it will work together. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be competitive. Like we, we don't have to be fighting for each other's time and you're running an event, I'm running an event, we're trying to like, you know what yeah, I mean? No, like, I mean. hey Paul, are you coming to mine? Are you going to Ted's? Like you're invited for my next, you know what I mean? Like, no, it's like, hey, Ted's doing something sick, like I want to support that. And so, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I love that, I yeah. love it. It's funny you mentioned as well um, the importance of uh, coming together as groups and achieving together with like mm. together, like you were saying, mm. achieving mm. things on, in, in groups. Yeah. Um, my next question was going to be, what can we do as individuals mm. in areas we're lacking? Yeah, so, no, that's cool. Get that's cool. Groups or no, 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 no. I, I, I think there's so much area. Like, like Ted just said, like he's a perfect example. Mm. There's opportunities. To, to grow, there's opportunities to connect, there's opportunities to provide accountability for each other. And that doesn't have to be like sitting down at, at church and saying, hey, can I get permission to do this initiative? That can be, let's pick up the phone and think of people that are struggling and just pray with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, so when I think of areas that we can really do better um, as a church in SA, one, one thing I've found um, in general, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's across the board, but well, probably more so than not, but I, I think church down here, Christians, are a little bit cold. Um, I'm coming in as a conference employee, so like, I, I, don't, I don't need everyone to like make me feel welcome or whatever else. Like, I, I just feel like this is my home already. Mm-hmm. But, but I put myself in someone else's shoes, someone that's walking into a church or an event for the first time, and I say, how would they, how would they feel? Like, what, what would I feel if I was new here? And... I am new here, but I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, and, and I think, so So I think, like, just gospel love is something that we could really work on. And I love that you guys are being heaps more intentional here at Morph about, about having greeting teams and just raising the standard on how people feel when they walk into church. And us taking responsibility for the way that people view us before they get into the building, you know what I mean? Because once they're in the building, it's like, okay, I can sit down and like whatever else. But it's that, it's that transition from the car park to, to the building. That it's, like it's daunting walking up to a new building. Um, I, I've been to a couple of churches here where I struggled to find the door and like there were locked doors. And I'm like, do I, do I even want to be here? Do they want me to be here? <laughs> and, and so I, I think, Paul, like to answer your question directly, like, if I was sitting at home right now thinking, man, what's something that I could do for the Lord? I would just say, like, just be a greeter at your church. You don't even need to get approved by the board. Like, just just shave every once in a while, like, put on an OK t-shirt <laughs> or a shirt or whatever it is that you wear to church and, and just go and be a friendly face for someone coming mm-hmm. to church. And I, I think that that could really raise the standard for Christianity here and just... Because I want to be a church that's known by the community as being welcoming, friendly. Because that's what the, like the, the gospel is calling me to die, yes. But it's to do it in the context of a Christian community, right? Yeah. And we should be more loved coming here than anywhere else. 
And yet I've been a part of a tennis club where I was far more welcome there than I have been in a lot of churches I've visited. Um, people that are in the different sporting groups or whatever activity-based group, focus group that you're in. Like, yeah, these are some of the friendliest places you yeah. can go to. Why? And, and we've all just done church for so long that we're, we're used to being inside. But the real struggle starts in the car park. And so I think that that's something that like you don't need approval for you just go being start being that friendly face and even after the church service just looking for someone and, and saying like man that person looks like they're affected by the message like that message was calling for repentance or that message was calling to take that next step in your spiritual life um, I'm going to go and share like what I received and ask them they received it and then you just pray with them you know what I mean like just, just building that spiritual uh, raising the bar spiritually within our church services instead of um, just after church, just thinking, oh, okay, let's let's run and grab lunch, or let's go find my friends and see what they're doing. Like, hey, there's people here that if we truly believe that God is um, looking to to impact people, then our church could be a place where that would happen. And so, who are those people that God is bringing, and how can I be a part in that? Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think I've been feeling the, the cold a bit as well. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, during conversion, especially like when we came back, I was like, damn, like I found like uh, myself wanting, like craving more impactful and passionate worship. Yeah. And then when I, I was driving to um, to youth rally on the mm. Friday night and I was mm. like pumping the converge playlist. Yeah. I'm like, I hope like it's going to be at least a little bit like this. Yeah. <laughs> and I got there, I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I actually yeah. love the worship at so, youth rally. So, no, that was awesome to yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that kind of sets a little challenge for me. I don't know. I, I don't like. I don't have an issue with people, but I think I'm, <laughs> yeah. I think I just have professionals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like people. Um, instead, <laughs> it's, it's I feel awkward. I feel awkward meeting new people, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess that's a challenge that I need to work on. Here's the point, though. Like, how do you think someone else feels coming to your church that you've been going to for like 20 years? You know what I mean? Yeah, that is true. And so if you feel awkward here, how does someone else feel that's never been here? Mm. And, and so I think that was a challenge. Like I remember when I was like 16 years of age, I'd get to church, I'd run up to someone that I was familiar with at least, stand there until my group of friends walk past and then attach myself to them yeah. and just not leave their side. And, but then I started to realize like just high levels of anxiety in these social situations. I started to realize that like, instead of running and gravitating my friends, if I just kind of stood up the back and stood against the wall and looked around, I could see other people that were struggling as well. Yeah. And so what I started to do was think, man, I feel so uncomfortable here right now, but I'm going to go up and talk to them. And in making them feel comfortable here, I actually started to make yeah, I feel more comfortable yeah. myself. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Like seeing church as an extension of your family, seeing church as an extension of your home, like it doesn't matter who you are or what you do. Like if someone comes into your house, you, you're going to try and make them feel comfortable, right? Even if you don't want them to be in your house, you're still going to make them feel somewhat comfortable. And I think that we need to see church as an extension of our lounge room. It's like someone cannot walk into my lounge room without getting offered a drink without being shown where the bathroom is or you know what I mean yeah. or the door to lit no <laughs> but, but yeah like I, I, I take responsibility no matter who you are that if you step into my lounge room you are my responsibility to make sure you feel welcome and, and so I think that we all just need to say that like it's my responsibility for every single person that walks into this church that they will feel welcome today 
And, and I think that if we all had that same mentality, then it wouldn't be a big thing. But the fact is that, like, who is thinking along those lines? And so I think that's where it requires more of all of us. Mm. That's an awesome, like, a info for to mm. yeah. actually apply to our last yeah, Thanks for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Um, I'm going to be watching you, Paul. I'm preaching you in a couple of weeks, bro. Right? <laughs> <laughs> actually, I was on the welcome team last week, so oh, yeah. I'm already woke, bro. Dude, you're that small, man. Moving on, do you think that um, in the church young people are given enough responsibility? Um, I guess to put some context to that, growing up I've heard stories of you know churches not allowing young people to do anything mm. and Maybe the churches were worried that they'll stuff up or they're not Christian enough. Yeah. I said in quotation marks. Yeah, yeah. But like, do you think, do you think, um, like, yeah, do you think just like there is, there is that kind of differentiation, like we aren't given enough responsibility or yeah. do you think we're given too much responsibility? Yeah. I, I think this is such a big question though. And, and I think it's a two way street. So, so on one hand, you have certain churches that will say, unless you're like 50 and have run a successful business your entire life, you won't be able to like unlock the doors. <laughs> like, you know, like you, you've got to have made it in order to contribute to the church. It's, yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, I, I think most churches these days are looking for more people to be involved. Like sitting on a nominating committee, which is a group of people that come together and prayerfully consider the roles that, that God um, has provided for ministry within that church and then the, the resources, the people resources to be able to plug into those areas. Um, being on those committees, you're crying out for more people to be involved, not yeah. less. And so when I, when I think, um, okay, who could be involved? I don't think of the guy that attends church once a month. Yeah. And I, I think that's the real kicker for our young people, right? is if you are a once a month attender here, and you might go to church every week, but it's to four different churches or three different churches or even two churches in a month, you'll seem to be inconsistent. Yeah. And so if I'm the leader of a ministry and I'm already stretched, it's going to take far more energy to try and get the guy that's inconsistent involved in ministry than the consistent ones. But the consistent ones are already overloaded. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so you've got this system that's already pretty stretched and like, I know for me, like being a Sabbath school leader in the past, it's so hard to find people to take Sabbath school. And it's like, wait, why is that? It's because you don't know who's going to be there week to week. You know what I mean? And you, on any given week, you can ask someone like, hey, Paul, can you take a lesson for me? Oh, I'm actually going to be here. Or like, this is going on. Or, like, there's always this random wedding. or like, You know what I mean? Like, there's always an excuse. But, but I just think, so, so on one side of the coin, I would say that churches need to be looking for opportunities to mentor and to see people step into roles. And I think young people have the energy, the resources, the capacity to be able to do that. Like you, you're a professional, uh, you're still studying, yeah. yeah. And, and so like you, you're growing in your abilities to, to be able to contribute, right? But at church, you've already been leaders here for several years, which is awesome. And, and so, at what age are you able to make a positive contribution to your community? Like I've seen kids like just killing it in all sorts of spaces in ministry. And, and so I don't think there's necessarily an age limit. I think there's opportunities for everyone to be involved. 
I think the real thing for me, and this is where the two, two-way street analogy comes in, is are we consistent? Mm. Are we there? Are we showing up each week? And if we only turn up on the times that we've got something to do, we won't have something to do for very long because people will see that inconsistency. Yeah. And either they'll try and get us to do more and we'll probably get burnt out anyway because we're taking on so much because they're just trying to keep us there. Or we're, we just won't get us to do anything and we'll end up leaving anyway because we, we, weren't, uh, um, yeah, we weren't a valued part of that community. And so, yeah, I, I think... I, as an individual, need to take ownership of the fact that if I'm not turning up consistently, I can't expect that people are going to see me as a viable option yep. to be contributing on a weekly or a monthly basis or whatever it is. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, have, I have noticed that, like, it's, I mean this with love, but the people, the people, that, the people <laughs> that get upset about, mm. you know, they don't let me do anything or, like, like, I'm never asked to help out or, like, I want to help but no one's, like, letting me is the people that are coming in consistently. Sure. And I guess... Yeah, so, so me as an individual, I've got to own that. I've got to say, am I... If I was a leader of a ministry, who am I looking to get involved? Like, who, if, if I've got a limited amount of time to be able to pour into this area, who, who is worth that investment? It, it's not that girl that's just like never there. Yeah, it's like pulling teeth trying to get them there, let alone to take any anything on. You're you're gonna start investing in the one that's there, willing and able. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah, I it's hard, but it's true. <laughs> and that'll probably take time. Like if someone's listening, sure. to be like, yeah, that sounds like me. Like it's not gonna yeah be straight away. Hey, like, for sure, for sure. Like, yeah, and then there's other churches you can turn up to like every day for six years, and you'll still be like greeted as a visitor you know what I mean and so it's like yeah okay yeah there's definitely two sides yeah yeah I've um I I don't know how to word this but while while you say that I've also I've also had experiences where there I've been asked like I've been asked by the what, what is it called this the committee what committee is it? nominating Nom- nominating committee <laughs> the nominating committee I've been asked by them to do jobs that I don't want to do. <laughs> yep. And I mean, I haven't had, I haven't felt this way. But maybe, do you think some individuals would be like, "Oh, I do not want to do this. Like, I do not want to sure. count the offering every week, or I, sure. I don't want to, you know, yep. do kidney out of school. So I don't want to go." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But if that was, if you were coming to me and saying, "Hey, Joel, do you want to count the offering?" Um, I would see that as an opportunity to contribute, and I'd take that on. Yeah. Um, but I'd also say, hey, look, to be honest, like you're on this community that's looking over the entire church. Um, I'm actually quite passionate about this area, yeah. and I'd like you to feed that back and say, I, I want to be involved, and if this is an area that you see that I can contribute positively, it's like, yeah, anyone can count the offering. Yeah. Like, yeah, these little machines that do it for you. Write in the book. Like it's not that hard. But but yeah. And like, I'm not a details person, so that would actually kill me. But, <laughs> but I'd just be stoked because there'd be other people that encounter you know, with, so I'd just be chatting. That'd be cool, like, yeah, what? But, um, but yeah, I, I, think, I think just saying, yes, I will do that just because you've asked me, I will honor that, that request. But here's the areas where I'm super passionate yeah. about. And if there was a way to incorporate that into, into what you're discussing at the moment, I'd love to, to have that feedback line open yeah. and, and to be able to kind of share my heart and, mm-hmm. 
and what God's calling me to, to do in ministry. So yeah, I just think it's a matter of taking ownership personally and saying, yeah, hey, here's an opportunity to serve. But like, if I'm already busy in other areas, then it's like, you can be respectful yeah. and say like, hey, look, to be honest, like this is where I'm pouring myself into at the moment. Um, I appreciate that. And maybe here's some other people that, that you could ask these are people that I've seen that, that have potential in that area as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the best way to actually like guide yourself into roles you just want to be involved in. Because yeah, for sure. if you're saying no to everything that you don't yeah. want to be involved in, they won't see it like you were saying. Exactly. That potential. Exactly. Get a seat at the table. Yeah. Like, the, this is the thing. I, like, you, you have so many conversations over Sabbath lunch or like potluck or whatever it is. Where, where people are like just complaining about different mm-hmm. things. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> why, why don't you complain to the, the group of people that are in charge of making those decisions? You know what I mean? Like actually put yourself in a situation where you can be a part of the decision-making processes of the church. Yeah. Like, like put, insert yourself into those situations and, and not just for the opportunity to be critical. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, you won't last very long in that space. <laughs> but, but just that... Do something, positively contribute in an area and yeah. allow people the opportunity to see that, hey, the, like Ted has way more capacity than just counting the offering every week. Let's um like when we when we put a mic in his hands, like he does an incredible job. Let, let's look for more opportunities to to help him grow in that space. And here's someone else that is already functioning well in that area. Let's flag him with them so that they can see him as a potential mentor and um, yeah, there, there can be a growing relationship there. I think if those conversations are happening consistently, like church is a different place. You yeah. Know what I mean? mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's not, yeah, it's not the institution. It's it's up to it's up to the sure. individual to sure. you know take out take that step and be like, hey, that's it. I want to do something. Yeah. That's it. Because yeah, no, you definitely come across a lot of people that just aren't happy. Yeah. But they're not really doing much to yeah. make a difference. They're just there to talk the negatives mm, mm. Yeah. And, and coming from like the heart of a pastor now like I have <laughs> I, I have very little time for the like because everyone's got an opinion right I could ask anyone their opinion and they'll, they'll like they'll tune me you're um, the people that I'm actually listening to are people that are contributing and saying hey we could do this better yeah. if you're not doing anything and you're critical of everyone's ministry it's like right just like get involved see how hard it is to actually find volunteers that are willing to give it their time and now let's have a conversation like give, give yourself six months a year or whatever else and let like get into the grind and then let's have that conversation instead of just standing back and saying they could do that way better it's like well they couldn't because of the resources that have been given yeah how about you support them in general yeah, there like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite things is like when someone comes to me with like a complaint or whatever, I just always say that like, man, I praise God that he's put that on your heart to like, I'm, I'm excited to see you in leadership in that area next time in order to do it better. And like, oh, no, 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 I don't have time, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like, no, like God's clearly put that passion on your heart to see change and to do things better. So let's do it. Like you've got the job. <laughs> yeah, nah, see you later. <laughs> So okay. Yeah. yeah. I think if if you are someone that feels I guess I think both sides feel burnt out. Like if you're sure. doing something that you're not really happy doing. Yep. But I think even if you are doing something that's awesome, you probably get mm. burnt out. But I think it's a sure. high chance that you are getting burnt out because you wanna probably put your time and effort in something else. Yeah. It's a much 
less chance you are getting burnt out in the church mm-hmm. if you're doing something passionate about it. Exactly, exactly. And I just, I hate to think that there's not enough opportunity for all of us to minister according to our gifts. Yeah. Like yeah, if, exactly. if, if there isn't enough opportunity, maybe our church is too big or we're being too limited in our focus of what the ministry actually looks like. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you go to a church where, um, yeah, there isn't a men's ministry and you're like, man, I'm super passionate. But if everyone's already burnt out in the ministry that's running, maybe you should support that first. But if there is opportunity and there are men that aren't being reached, then like, let's take that step of faith. Let's pray that God would bring people that need to be brought, not just so they can support the next group, but actually people that need to be there and, and, and can benefit from those, those conversations and relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, awesome. Awesome. Um, I've definitely, I've definitely noticed in myself, like I've like, I'm doing a lot of things in the church that I actually enjoy. Mm. I mean, like I just, I was recently announced that I'm the new youth leader, which is like so much, which is like, yeah, I mean, I don't really, yeah, yeah, thanks thanks, uh, to the people running that Instagram page, but Yeah, yeah, so like that was something that, you know, I think God's definitely been putting on my heart and now I'm really excited to do it. Um, sure. I help out, I mean, here here in the Sabbath school here, I play music like every second week. Mm. And like, I'm surprised, I was thinking about this yesterday actually, I was like, I kind of get disappointed when I come to church and I don't have anything to do. Exactly. And like, I'm yeah. just kind of like, like, oh, what do I get, like, I don't get disappointed about a sleep in because mm. we practice at 8 a.m. Sure. But the thing is, I'm like, oh, like my body is naturally waking yeah. me up at 6.30 yeah. to get ready to go to practice, but I don't have to go. Yeah. And so, sure. no, nah, like, um, yeah, no, it's definitely like going where your passions are definitely mm. do strengthen you to mm. keep going. Mm. What, one thing that I've seen is like, the, there's this quote, um, it's in the book Steps to Christ and it says, if we are all to go to work as Christ designs that his disciples shall, we will drink deeper drafts at the well of salvation, we'll have an increased power in prayer, we will feel our need of a deeper experience with Christ, a greater knowledge of Christ. Um, and, and so that that's something, I, I just butchered that, that was not word for word by any means. Yeah. There's probably two or three words that is overlap there with the actual quote. Steps to Christ, page 1881. But, um, but yeah, it's just this idea that when I go to work as Christ designs, that all of his disciples shall mean that we all have a work to do, um, I will have an increased um, experience. I, my salvation experience will be better off as a result. And so I think if you are feeling burnt out, I think if you are feeling like, man, my contributions to church are actually a negative impact on me spiritually, Maybe you just need to take a step back and, and, and just be refreshed a little bit in your own spiritual walk and say, hey, why am I doing this? Why am I contributing in these areas? Just ask yourself that critical question. And then if it is because God has given you gifts and you see opportunities to minister and you see the kingdom growing, like I, I know for me, like any ounce of energy that I put into ministry, the kingdom is better off. Yeah, that's worth everything I've got. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if the kingdom of God is growing, if people are ex- going and and will experience eternal life as a result of this amount of energy, that's worth it, hundred yeah. percent. And and so I, I think if you're doing it for the right reasons, then um, yeah, there, then maybe there will be that refreshing. But I've definitely been um, burnt out in different seasons in ministry, and I I know for me I had to say, hey, I can't keep contributing as I am. 
it's not healthy for me or anyone else. I'm going to pull back. And a lot of people don't want to pull back because they think that it revolves around them. Yeah. They, they think that if I don't do it, no one else will. And that's just not true. If you step back, you see other people step into that space and it actually becomes a blessing for their spiritual walk. Um, and then you're able to have that season of refreshing and then come back in and, and more passionate than before, at least you hope so. No, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you, thank you for sharing. Oh, no worries, guys. No, I mean, it's so much fun to come and sit down with you guys and... Yeah, it's probably a few episodes worth in there. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, now, hopefully, people enjoy the longer form. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably, yeah, we'll definitely have it all time. Yeah, yeah no, the thing I the thing I like about doing this is like, I don't know, I just really enjoy having real in depth conversations. Mm, for sure. And so, like, yeah, and learning more. Yeah. I, I think that was one of the main reasons why I started it is because yeah. I have mm. so many questions. That's it. And I want them answered, so I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna bring. It's just so funny that we need microphones in front of us to have this conversation. You know what I mean? That it's is like, true. That is yeah. true. Yeah. I'm, I'm ashamed that it's taken this to, <laughs> to get us to sit down and just chat, chat ministry in life. So, yeah. No, thanks for taking the initiative, boys. No, I love thanks, it. Thanks, thanks for yeah, being on here. Mm. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Yeah. If, but what is here? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all relative. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if there's one thing you want to close with, like just a sentence, if someone sort of tuned out the entire time. They <laughs> <laughs> probably won't be awake right now. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the chorus switched off. They already got to where they were going. Ah, that's true, that's true. But if they just gained some parking lot, what's the one thing you want to leave with them, if anything? Um, I, I just think life with God is more than what it is without Him. And so, I, I want more of God in my life, not mm-hmm. less. And, and I believe that, yeah, my life is better off when I follow Him, when I dedicate myself to Him. And everything He asks me to do is for my benefit. Like I, I heard a quote recently that basically said that, like, in, in Christ, all of the promises are yes. That's a quote from Scripture. And then it says, therefore, God is working constantly to give us what is best for us. And I believe that. I believe that God wants the best for me. I believe that God wants the best for not only me, but my community as well. And so, yeah, I just, I just say, hey, God, just, just give me the best. Give me what's best for me. That might not be what I want. It might not be what I think that I need right now, but just give me the best. And, yeah, I'll, I'll deal with, <laughs> with the rest. And so, yeah, I, I just think God wants what's best for us. And that when we follow him, that, that our lives are far better off. And I can te- certainly testify to that. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, heaps. No, good on your voice. Love is, it. Is there something you want to plug, maybe? I'll give you that now. Another sign-off one. No. <laughs> um, not in particular. Just, oh, uh, S-A-Y-M, South Australian Youth Ministries, Instagram, Facebook page. Keep up to date with the local happenings. If you're interstate, you can uh, plug in, tune in, and um, yeah, there might be some opportunities to come see SA in the near future, yeah. or just to see more of Paul and Ted. Wait, so, <laughs> <laughs> saw a sick photo of you from the youth rally. It'll be coming your way pretty oh, soon. Is, is it good for the grant? Right, it's like, it's right. It's <laughs> I feel like I'm really Love it, boys. I'll right, we'll put those links in the description below as well. That'd be sick. Yeah, and, um, be sick. As well as our own uh, one of our accounts, so NBC Youth Instagram. 
of Value Youth NBY Facebook page. Yeah, boy. Um, and contact youth at gmail.com if you want to get in touch or drop a line or yeah. have a comment section below if there is one. I don't know where you're listening to this, but we're on YouTube. Hopefully Spotify really soon. Um, yeah, I guess that's all from us now. Yeah, love it. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.